chances are, since we were last together, there's a good chance you might have endured a little snowfall, perhaps a lot of flooding. Maybe you had some really cold temperatures, say Thursday night or Friday. And then you woke up over the weekend and it was like beautiful, sunny and almost 70 degrees in your part of the South. That's what living in the South's all about. We've got more on that weather. In fact, it was a deadly couple of days across the Southeast from a weather perspective. We'll give you the latest on that front. Plus, we've got other headlines from across the Southeast we'll get to here as we start a whole new week of the All Southern Program. This is the Y'all Show. My name is John Rawl. Glad to have you aboard. In addition to talking about what's going on across the South here in the first part of our show today, at the end of this hour, we've got the Southern Business Report and a few things to pass along on that front. And we'll have all that information coming your way here in hour one. When we go to hour two today, a quick look back at the weekend in sports. We now know who's going to be on the pole when the Daytona 500 goes down this Sunday at Daytona International Speedway. And it's a guy with a Mississippi connection. And speaking of a Mississippi connection, we'll give you all that goes on in Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi. I just said Mississippi, North Carolina, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia, all right here on the Y'all Show. And so we'll also have a little football to tell you about in our weekend review of the weekend. Did you see the debut of the XFL either Saturday or Sunday? Not only was it a pretty successful weekend, it was a successful weekend from a rating standpoint. And I'll tell you about that. Vince McMahon's second reiteration of the XFL might just work this time. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that. All that in our weekend sports review. We'll also look back at some of the big top 25 basketball games. What a crazy, crazy game between arch rivals Duke and North Carolina there in Chapel Hill on Saturday. And it was a a dramatic win for the visitors. All of that information coming up. And then in hour two, we'll also have Jerry Short dropping by, the teller of tales from Takapola. Hey, he's got Valentine's Day on his mind. And by the way, that's coming up Friday. Don't forget your sweetie. And so he's going to tell us a little bit of the Valentine's memories that he's got. Also, we'll get him to weigh in on his neighbor, Morgan Freeman, in the news for having a honeybee farm there at his farm in Tallahatchie County, Mississippi. And I'm going to find out from Jerry, is this legitimate or is Morgan Freeman, like a lot of farmers around the South these days, cashing in on government programs? And that's the reason he's got his honeybean farm going on there in north mississippi all that coming up on today's y'all show ought to be a darn good show also coming up this week join us on tuesday our barbecue barrister matt hermans will be on with us on wednesday we'll have acc and country music talk coming straight from nashville also this week on thursday we'll have our sec report a look at some festivals going on around the south and then we'll wrap it up friday with our kind of hosh hodge podge mixture a little bit of everything there landing app if you want to call it on friday all that right here on the y'all show one schedule change i told y'all last week that it looked like i was going to be in the natural state for a day or two here this week that change of plans here and we're not going to be in arkansas this week so stay tuned all you arkansans we will be heading your way just not this week we will be heading that way as soon as we possibly can in fact we're already mapping out some great things that we're trying to work out at the end of this month into march and certainly arkansas you're on our list of places to drop by and see so hang on for all 
those details. If you want to connect us here on y'all, our number 803-816-1170. Also our email address, y'all show at yall.com. Also find us on the couple of podcast options. For example, we're on the iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio, and the Apple Podcast options. All of those free of charge. All you got to do is search Y'all Show, and our free podcast is awaiting your download. And it's a wonderful way to keep up with what's going on in the Southeast. Now, all eyes Tuesday night will be on New Hampshire. It's the second Democratic primary. And then from there, they go straight to South Carolina and Nevada as South Carolina, the first in the South primary coming up here on February 29th. But at least Tuesday night in New Hampshire, the Democratic contenders for president will be all vying for the top spot or two there in the Granite State. And we'll have a full recap of what happens there on Wednesday's Y'all Show. We will have some political news that we'll pass along on Tuesday. So make sure you stick around for that. Now, about Mother Nature, we had wind gusts, snow, and a lot of flooding across the southeast toward the end of last week, and it really affected several southern states as five deaths reported in the southeast with this storm front that worked its way off starting on Tuesday and ended up over the weekend. More than 400,000 homes and businesses were without power in certain portions of the south. The National Weather Service warned of gusts of up to 60 miles per hour as the weekend started there in Virginia on into New England, in fact. Fallen trees damaged homes and power lines in North Carolina, Virginia, and you had just a lot of devastation. You have a lot of water level issues as water levels rose up to eight inches of rain in just three days across the Tennessee Valley Authority area. The TVA said it began making control releases from some of its 49 dams in the states of Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, and in North Carolina. And that was to help. And because of that, it was going to lead to more flooding downstream. So people anywhere near TVA waters need to be very careful and watch out for flooding potentially in this case a controlled release of flood waters creek water was heading all over the small streams across the southeast into these larger bodies of water and you have just a lot of problems i was in a large portion of the tva over the last couple of days and i saw even the smallest creeks were or should i say cricks <laughs> they were getting pretty full and it was you could tell with just a little bit more rainfall they were going to be well over their normal limit and it was going to be a big big mess and again it was a deadly weekend we saw drownings we saw people who were affected by some of that nasty weather the storm systems the tornado type activity that started midweek last week and all of this causing quite a quite a problem for many many southern states and then you had snow up to eight inches of snow hit west virginia and then i saw that in tennessee in north alabama let's see i think even parts of north mississippi but i know in north georgia it was beautiful lots of snow there in the northeast georgia mountains the upstate of south carolina had plenty of snowfall and so you had a lot of areas with snowfall although some of the experts said there was only going to be like a 10 percent chance that the snow would actually materialize and it sure did even in kentucky it was a little bit scary here this week as governor andy Bashir had to declare a state of emergency 
because especially in the southeast region of the state it was hit by flooding and a lot of landslides were happening there west virginia's governor jim justice he declared a state of emergency as flooding also affected there and then again you had the snowfall issues as well just a nasty couple of days but in some areas as i told you some areas was it was just absolutely beautiful with the snowfall and some places just more and more rain and then you had rain which caused trees not just those winds but a rain-soaked tree fell on a van in Sevierville, tennessee and a teacher there 36 year old brooke sampson killed and four people injured when this tree fell on a van carrying Sevierville city employees at the end of last week so that's just another example of a one of the five fatalities that we can report across the southeast here with this storm front that worked its way over the course of a couple of days and it was it was again parts beautiful but a large large part very scary and watch out still for all the flooding that can be taking place especially anywhere in the tennessee valley extremely extremely dangerous time right now now to the state of mississippi and a house fire in clinton mississippi has claimed the lives of seven people clinton fire chief jeff blackledge said that a fire swept across a home there at the corner of old vicksburg and hobby farm roads and seven people died as a result of this a family taken to the hospital with the father taken to the hospital with injuries but unfortunately the mother and six children died there in clinton mississippi's the victims as of now not identified but according to authorities ages between one and 33 and they all died in this horrible house fire clinton mississippi is mississippi's 10th largest city and that's about 10 miles from jackson just to the west of downtown jackson mississippi and a horrible tragedy there from the weekend with the loss of a mother and six children over the weekend in texas a teenager was killed by a bully that he had tried to stop earlier and this 16 year old boy fatally shot by this other teen again who had tried to stop from bullying a few days earlier and according to police officer christopher cook samuel reynolds had said he started having some trouble with the suspect in the days after stopping the suspect from bullying a smaller boy and during a friday night vigil for reynolds outside arlington high school student russell lanion said russell's once gave him shoes during a soccer game so he could play while reynolds sat out all this after this youngster there in texas samuel reynolds who was killed here fatally shot by another teenager in texas and it was all captured on security video and a 40 caliber shell casing found at the scene in texas the suspect being held in the juvenile detention center on a pending murder charge there in arlington texas but a bullying incident here in the lone star state sad story to report here as we begin a new week to the college ranks college basketball ranks we go specifically and a former wake forest assistant basketball coach has now been convicted of assault for fatally punching a man in new york city a judge in queens a jury there found jamil jones guilty of misdemeanor assault for the punch that killed 35 year old sandor spibo back in august of 2018 the local paper there in new york city reported that jones showed no emotion when the jury delivered the guilty verdict and that the victim's friends and family members tearfully consoled each other. This man, who is a native of Kernersville, North Carolina, now faces up to a year in prison at his sentencing next month. 
Authorities said Sabo, who had been intoxicated, banged on the window of Jones's SUV August of 2018, and he got out, punched the man, and sped off. The man fell and hit his head, and he never regained consciousness and was pronounced dead at a hospital two days later. But this former college basketball assistant coach now uh, guilty, guilty of assault with this fatal punch. It is amazing that you can kill people with your bare hands. It's it's really not that hard to do, and it happens all the time, but it seems like it's something a little bit foreign to a lot of people that you could literally kill somebody with no other weapon, just your bare hands. Even a punch, if if it lands at the right spot, can do lots of damage, even kill people. The norovirus outbreak at Louisiana's casinos has sickened at least 200 people, and now an investigation is underway. Again, this is not the coronavirus. This is the norovirus, and an outbreak at a casino last week in Louisiana sickened almost 200 people, or at least 200 people, according to Louisiana state health officials, and now they're investigating this illness that were reported at La Ajbar, La, La Barge, I guess, L-A-U-B-E-R-G-E in Lake Charles, the casino in Lake Charles. And you there, they cause this norovirus, a gastrointestinal illness that can cause vomiting, diarrhea, and stomach pain. And a nasty couple of uh, hours for those who had this symptom. People who were contagious, they showed symptoms sometimes up to three weeks. And after the symptoms are gone, sometimes these symptoms continue on. The casino has declined a request for comment. Lake Charles, again, in the southwest corner of the Pelican State. But this awful virus breaking out there, not coronavirus, norovirus, but about 200 people more or more, a little bit more, got sick in an investigation by the state officials of Louisiana, certainly underway. Now to some political news. And over the last couple of days, President Trump has gone on Twitter to bash the junior senator for the state of Alabama, Doug Jones, the Democrat from Alabama. And President Trump got on Twitter, predicted that Jones would be defeated in the upcoming election where his seat is up for grabs. And you've got people like the predecessor to Doug Jones in that seat, Jeff Sessions running, as well as Tommy Tuberville, the former Auburn football coach. And President Trump went on Twitter this week and lashed out at Jones, called him a lightweight, called his vote to convict partisan as Jones voted last week to have President Trump thrown out of office. Trump wrote, so good to see the Republicans will be winning the great state of Alabama Senate seat back. And if you know anything about Republican politics, especially in a state like Alabama, there's really no reason that seat should have been lost. The only reason it got lost is because Roy Moore was so in battle with that controversy, and he was the Republican nominee, and the liberals and the moderates did not want to see him win, and they came up with a very compelling argument that he was a pedophile. I mean, let's just be honest. In fact, he's suing right now, and... I don't think he is, but, you know, dirty politics there in Alabama cost him a chance to win, and this guy Jones wins, and he's the current senator for Alabama. A lot of people thought he would vote to acquit President Trump. Both he and the senator for West Virginia both went along with all the other Democrats and voted to kick him out of office. More on Senator Joe Manchin in a second. Now, Doug Jones's office is responding to the president, the bully-in-chief, perhaps. Lizzie Grams, 
spokesperson for the Jones campaign, said the senator declined to comment. In a statement after his vote, Jones said he reluctantly concluded that the evidence was sufficient to convict Trump of both abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. That's what he said last week. And he put out, senators are elected to make tough choices. However, in a tweet, Jones responded humorously to the lightweight reference from President Trump. He said, thanks. Haven't been complimented about my weight in a while. Regardless, Mr. President, thank you for signing into law these 17 bipartisan bills that I sponsor that will help folks in Alabama. Pretty crafty there by Doug Jones out of Alabama getting back at the president after that lightweight comment and more. And (laughs) here's what President Trump, by the way, his entire tweet said over the weekend. So good to see the Republicans will be winning the great state of Alabama's Senate seat back now that lightweight Senator at Doug Jones cast a partisan vote for the impeachment hoax. Thought his boss, crying Chuck, would have forced him to vote against the hoax. A do-nothing stiff. (laughs) Pretty, Pretty personal there. But again, Doug Jones taking a little bit of a higher road thanking him for about losing his weight now let's talk about the senator from west virginia also who's had president trump say some bad things about him after he also voted just like doug jones to kick president trump out of office with those impeachment articles that the senate voted on on thursday of last week mansion on saturday defended his vote against president trump and president trump had just mocked him called him not joe manchin but joe munchkin and president trump I, I that one caught me i had to read that tweet and when i saw it over the weekend more than once to realize it was him making fun of his last name and that was kind of funny joe munchkin and he told him to read the transcript meaning that if he'd read the transcript he wouldn't have voted to convict him and kick him out of office which is what had what but Ma- mansion responded after president trump said they are really mad at senator joe munchkin in west virginia he couldn't understand the transcripts romney could but didn't want to this tweet sent out i think it was saturday morning when that went out well joe manchin former governor and now i think a three-term senator for the mountain state he went on and responded and he put on twitter i've read the transcripts thoroughly and listened to the witnesses under oath where I come from, a person accused defends himself with witnesses and evidence. Pretty strong response there from Joe Munchkin. I almost said Joe Munchkin. Joe Manchin of West Virginia, former West Virginia Mountaineer quarterback for all you football fans out there. So a little bit of a heated debate there between our president and some of our senators on the other side of the aisle who went against the president in the last week. Now to some state political news, and this is big news coming from the Commonwealth of Kentucky, as Kentucky has a brand new baby girl in its population. And this beautiful baby girl born just the other day just happens to be the daughter of Kentucky's own Lieutenant Governor Jacqueline Coleman. And she's been graced with this brand new baby who was weighed in at 6.7 ounces and 18 and three quarter inches long evelyn jeanette coleman o'brien and the kid's got a hyphenated name don't do that to this kid please please lieutenant governor don't do this to this kid born saturday at 9 40 a.m lieutenant governor coleman wrote chris emma will nate and i are so excited to welcome evelyn 
into our family and embark on this new adventure. We are thankful for the thoughts, well wishes, and prayers of so many Kentuckians during my pregnancy. Coleman is the first lieutenant governor in Kentucky's history to welcome a child while in office. That's a pretty big honor there for this lieutenant governor who is in her first term as lieutenant governor in the Commonwealth of Kentucky with the new Bashir administration. She comes in as the lieutenant governor of the Bluegrass State. Congratulations to the Coleman, and I don't even want to say it, according to what she put in her tweet there, the Coleman hyphen whatever pop name the kid's got now but a beautiful kid great job there kentucky with your new edition if you've been driving around the last couple of days you probably have noticed gas prices keep going down and down and we're saving money and we're wanting to go hit the highways more and more right well there's no shame in that gas prices on average the regular grade gasoline gallon has dropped seven cents per gallon and now it's at $2.53 over the past two weeks. Industry analysts said that gas prices have been responding to falling crude oil costs. The price at the pump is $0.19 cents higher than it was a year ago, though. That's something to keep in mind. The lowest price for our gas, and this is not true because I've seen other places where it's cheaper, but according to this article, the lowest average price is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The average price of diesel fuel is three dollars and that's down a nickel but i've seen gas prices in a couple of southern states now in the last week below two dollars and an insider told me there was one place last week that was in the dollar 87 range i can't tell you where that is because i don't want you to go line up the pump and it'd be now a dollar 97 and you're mad at me for the 10 cent increase but no a great thing and hopefully gas prices will continue to stay on a downward trend and and it won't go up before the election that would be a great thing that seems to always be a correlation with politics there's usually a, a lower gas price when you get a national election like we have coming up and it becomes a, a matter of political discussion i vividly remember in 2008 when things were already tough enough gas prices were pretty high and you had to wonder hey what happens if they change horses here and go from a republican to a democrat is that going to make a difference i don't necessarily think the president has that much to do with it but it does make a difference and we'll find out if the gas prices keep on coming well speaking of political happenings and and the shenanigans that have gone on in politics how about meddling in elections that's something that's been in the political spotlight for a couple of years now thanks to russia well this is a political meddling that happened not in Russia, and it didn't happen in uh, in Washington, D.C. even. It happened in Greenville, North Carolina, at East Carolina University, and now a trustee of ECU has had to resign, another censured, for meddling in the student election of East Carolina University in Greenville, North Carolina. The Board of Trustees, they had to have a removal of a person there, as this well this person was going to be removed from the school's board of trustees had they not resigned another censured by the university of north carolina systems board of governors both men tried it appears tried to recruit an east carolina student to run for student body president which comes with a vote on the university's board of trustees right now it's a divided board of trustees and they tried to have a majority control by convincing this person to run for student body president 
The student recorded that conversation, and in the transcript, Phil Lewis and Robbie Moore offered financial support for her campaign, asked her to keep the effort quiet, said they voted for a million-dollar-plus increase in student fees despite the current student body president. And now they got busted. She recorded this and came back to bite them. I don't know if this is going to cost them a their freedom. Maybe they'll go to jail there somewhere in North Carolina. Moore is a big campaign donor, gave nearly $33,000 over the years to North Carolina political campaigns, and in the news now for this kind of political trap laid there at East Carolina University. Now, resignations and censure coming to some of the leaders of ECU, Greenville, North Carolina. How about this touching story coming to us from the Atlanta area? The Haitian Ministry Theophile Church is located in southeast Atlanta. And the other day, someone came in and did nearly $20,000 worth of damage, vandalized the church, just made a mess of the place. Church member Joel Busyerth said, we do not have words. What I saw was incredible and just a terrible scene. If you've seen the surveillance footage of this, a man smashed windows, destroyed the church, And a lot of people said it looked like a tornado had come through. Again, the Haitian Ministry Theophile Church in southeast Atlanta. So with all this destruction, the front door was damaged, windows broken. It was a mess there. You know what they did on Sunday? The members of this church got together. And despite all the bad weather that had been in Atlanta and all the damage to their church, they got together Sunday and they worshiped the Lord. And they ended up having a community effort to clean the place up and get together on Sunday. Church leaders said they will forgive the person who did did this, and there's a place for him when he's ready. They are praying for him, and they said, I hope that one day he'll come to the church and ask for forgiveness. Police still looking for the man in the video. He's not been caught. If you have information, you can call the Atlanta police. The person did this there, again, at the Haitian Ministry Theophile Church in southeast Atlanta touching story there. And finally, here's another touching story coming out of Atlanta. Delta Airlines has reunited a girl with a missing doll of a military dad. And we're bringing him home is the statement coming from Delta and the family. The doll featured a picture of the 18-month-old's father in military uniform and played a recording of his voice when she pushed a button, according to her mom. And now Delta has reunited this toddler with her missing daddy doll after it got lost during a flight from Connecticut to Florida last week. Ariel Britton is the girl's mom. She put on Facebook last Thursday, she put that her daughter carried the doll with her everywhere because her father was deployed. She said the doll became lost while they were traveling from Bradley International Airport to Hartsville, Jackson, Atlanta International Airport, and then on to Florida. The story got put out on Twitter, and one thing led to another, and Delta put out on their official Twitter feed, at Delta, We found your doll, Kenley. He's missed you, but don't worry. We're bringing him home. And they had a picture of the doll right there in the seat of an airplane. It looked like a first-class seat, too. So now this kid reunited thanks to the great work of Delta Airlines. And, again, want to thank her father serving in uniform there. And a great story to wrap up our headlines here on this Monday. Well, that we're at, well, that is not all. We've got a lot more coming your way. In fact, after the break, stay tuned. We've got a couple of business-related stories that we want to get to. And all that is heading up next here on The Y'all Show. 
asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. It's Friday night, baby, get ready, set, go Gonna take you to the crystal and a picture show Well, the sky's the limit, there's no price too high Baby, you're the apple of my eye Got my paycheck in my pocket and some gas in the tank Honey, your love's better than money in the bank. Coming up in the next segment of this, the Y'all Show, we got a quick look at some of the fun at y'all.com. We begin this segment, though, talking a little Southern business news. And if you're in the mood for some oysters, now that we're in the month of February, got a couple more months to have some delicious oysters from our part of the world. The Alabama oyster harvest is underway after it had to be closed for a little while and it's back underway near Dolphin Island after a shutdown was prompted by high water levels. From a news release from the Alabama State Conservation Agency, boats resumed harvesting oysters by the sackful last week. Reefs are more protected more productive than expected and young oysters are being left undisturbed for next year according to Marine Resources Division Director Scott Bannon. Boats had gathered about 9,500 sacks of oysters before health officials closed the season in late December as a precaution to prevent bacterial contamination from high water levels. Elevated water levels last year resulted in a shutdown of oyster production across much 
of the northern Gulf Coast. And that includes, of course, the panhandle of Florida and an oyster capital of our entire country, Apalachicola. But it looks like right now, if you love oysters, at least in Alabama, things seem to be back to normal and they're harvesting sacks of oysters along the coast of lower Alabama. Now to a story from nearby in Mississippi, and this is a guy who actually has a connection to a couple of southern states, including Alabama, but also Arkansas, even Memphis. And this is a guy that this story is a little personal to me because I actually had a chance to meet him at least on one occasion and was kind of, it left an impression. We're talking about legendary broadcaster Charlie Holt. Now, Charlie Holt was a Hattiesburg-based radio station owner. He had been a television station owner. He owned a station in Tallahassee, Florida at one time. He'd worked in Montgomery, Alabama just after World War II. In fact, he and Hank Williams Sr. were together for a while working and doing stuff in Montgomery in the days of radio and Hank Williams' emergence as a star. And Holt ended up being in Mississippi most of his adult career working in radio and other broadcasting avenues but this guy really i went in there to kiss up to him to try to get him to carry some of my radio programs i syndicated and i walked in on a normal weekday morning around 10 30 11 o'clock in the morning and it was just your typical little small am radio station charlie holt owned in hattiesburg mississippi am 950 whsy and i went in there and this was about 10 years ago this man who at that time was around 90 years old was sitting behind a desk wearing a three-piece suit and he wore at least a full suit sometimes three-piece suits every day according to what everybody told me he dressed to the nines he went in he took his job serious always had a tie on but was very polished there and this was again at a little small am station in hattiesburg mississippi and left an impression nice guy we had a great talk he actually got to hattiesburg as part of the civilian conservation corps and that was when president franklin d roosevelt had his new deal and with the ccc charlie holt was a bugler and a cook in richton mississippi and he also started working at a radio station in laurel something he had always wanted to do was getting involved with radio stations and he, he did that there. He was born in Memphis, and he passed away about two years ago. Charlie Holt is the man we're talking about here. Legend in Southern broadcasting just because of his connection to several states. But he was very, very just just a legend. Died at age 96 back in 2018. He's in the news this week. And this is a story, again, that's more of a a touching story more than this is a business story as we're sharing with you right now some business stories across the southeast charlie holt who died in 2018 is in the news this week get this because a court fight has been going on over his dog a dog that survived after he passed away while he was again a very old man he was in his 90s he had a fall and could not get up after a fall at his house and he had this dog a German shepherd named Max, who, while he was down on the ground, jumped out of a window and escaped from his home in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, okay? And people were providing medical help to his owner when he got loose, and that's how he went away. Well, he was missing a another couple, 
or family there in the Hattiesburg area took in Max, the German shepherd, as he was captured weeks after he had escaped and impounded in an animal shelter. And then more weeks went on before Holt was notified that his dog was in the shelter, according to court papers. When he tried to reclaim his dog, the shelter refused, and the court said that he had to not be given the dog back. A city court judge in Hattiesburg ordered the shelter to keep Max because the dog posed a threat to the people taking care of Holt, and a judge later agreed with that decision. Charlie Holt then filed a federal lawsuit saying the city had deprived him of his property and and this was without due process a district court judge threw out that claim and holt appeared so this was going on and on and on meanwhile charlie holt died and now questions about the property the dog remain and an appeals court has sent it back to a district court for the possibility of further consideration according to the appeals court dogs are considered property under mississippi law and I don't know if it matters whether Charlie Holt's alive or dead. And I don't, I guess this isn't even another third party involved. This is more of a fight between Charlie Holt and the animal shelter. And they're not wanting to give the dog back to him. Isn't this a weird story? Again, the man's been dead for two years. And we don't even know if Max, the German shepherd's alive. But they're still fighting over Max, the German shepherd in Hattiesburg court fight over a lost dog that survived after the dog owner has died that's a story you don't see every day in america and lastly in our sort of business headlines from across the southeast if you want to go fax somebody in the hampton roads area of virginia here in the next couple of days you might want to double check your number because that portion of the commonwealth of virginia is about to get a new area code as the 757 used in that area is running out of available numbers. I know y'all got beepers and fax machines and everything else there, and 757 ain't going to cut it anymore. The State Corporation Commission has announced this new area code for the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. It's going to be 948, and it will start being phased into the area where 757 is currently being used. This area includes Hampton Roads, williamsburg and the eastern shore of virginia local calls could soon require using 10 digits instead of seven digits new 757 numbers are set to run out of the by the end of next year so remember those three digits 948 that's your new area code that will be taking effect in the hampton roads area and that includes williamsburg and the eastern shore that lovely little spot there heading on to Maryland and Delaware, the eastern shore of Virginia. Those numbers, 948. Give them a call when you get a chance there in their brand new area code. That's a quick look at what's going on business-wise across the southeast. Hey, we've got some stuff going on at y'all.com that we can't wait to tell you about. Stick around because after the break, I'll tell you a few of the fun things going on at y'all.com. This is the show that's all about the south. Keeps coming. You know what to do. 
Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. There's two, there's two trains running, ain't but one running my way. Hey, do me a favor, this is the Y'all Show, and if you haven't gone on to y'all.com, please do it. We've got some great stuff that's up there every day. We've got more and more stories, multiple stories each day going up, and it's a variety of stuff. It's really fun, informative and educational information all at yall.com for example right now in the last 24 hours some of the great stories that have been posted at y'all.com jason aldean and florida georgia line have teamed up to launch a new bourbon how about that and i didn't even report this on the nashville music line last week wolf moon is the name of this new bourbon and these two acts, Jason Aldean and Florida Georgia Line, they've been touring together since back in 2014, and they've become close friends and frequent collaborators. And now they've got this great, according to this expert here, Wolf Moon, an 80-proof bourbon distilled from Midwestern grains and aged for four years in new charred American oak barrels. A bourbon from Jason Aldean in Florida, Georgia line. Check it out. Wolf Moon, if you're into that kind of thing. Okay, so we got you bourbon taken care of at y'all.com. 
Let's go to the opposite end. And here's something that's really great, especially if you are a new parent. We've got up at y'all.com tips for a safe and healthy baby nursery. Now, that is what you call a full service website. And some of the tips for a safe baby's nursery include acquire a better crib. If you're purchasing a new crib for your baby, go for water-based finishes with certifications, which show that the product has lower chemical emissions. That's just one tip. Make sure you get the right crib mattress. Avoid crib bumpers as well. Make sure the dressers are secured and be keen on the cushions as custom-made cushions or homemade ones make the best options. All this, again, to help make sure you have a safe and healthy baby nursery. Oh, so important. Those little nurseries, especially if you're first child, they can be just so darn cute. And we've got that up as a great feature. And there's a lot more to the story that I didn't tell you, but that's that's up right now. Now, if you like great reads, we've got a brand new story up by Lynn Caldwell, a Southern author. And this is called My Mother's Couch a Southern original short, and it's a fantastic read from Lynn Caldwell. Encourage you to go check this out. It's a touching thing. And if you see the photo that accompanies this story, you'll be amazed. You'll you'll have memories. You'll have a a direct connection to somebody with a a couch just like this. Lynn Caldwell, who is from Milan, Tennessee, is based in the Jackson, Tennessee, West Tennessee area and retired from the Department of Children's Services with 30 years service and has been a writer. Most of her writing reflects those things as well about her passion of people and animals and nature. And now that she's been able to write this at y'all.com, check it out. A great story. My mother's couch up at y'all.com right now. By the way, y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South. And if that particular piece there by Lynn's not enough for you. You need some more reading. How about Scott Hamilton, who lives in the Franklin, Tennessee area now? The Olympic gold medalist has released a children's book called Fritzy Finds a Hat from gold Olympic gold medalist Scott Hamilton. And he, along with others, they celebrated World Cancer Day by releasing this book last week. And he teamed up with superstar Brad Paisley to do this thing. And it was illustrated by Brad Paisley. I had no idea that Brad Paisley had an ability to illustrate children's books, but it looks like he's done just that. It was done in coordination with Forefront Books. Fritzy finds a hat. It's commemorating the World Cancer Day. And I think Scott Hampton had an issue with cancer. I think I'm right on that. And it's a great read out there. Fritzy finds a hat is available for purchase online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, also available at Barnes & Noble and Target stores nationwide. Scott Hamilton is part of the Scott Hamilton Cares Foundation putting out this new book, children's book, with the great work of Brad Paisley. Great Tennesseans there. Both of them moved into the state, moved into that part of Nashville, and have teamed up for a great children's book. Check it out. And again, these are just some of the many things that you'll find at y'all.com. And one of the great things you'll find there each and every day is the Y'all Show with your host, Jean. Jean Rawl. Well, that wraps up our first hour. When we come back in hour two, we'll start it off with a look back at the weekend in sports, and then we'll move on to our friend Jerry Short, the Takapola storyteller. He's got Valentine's on his mind, and we're going to talk to him about Morgan Freeman, 
Morgan Freeman's in the news for what he's doing at his farm in Charleston, Mississippi. And you're not going to believe what old Morgan Freeman, the almost 90-year-old actor, what he's got going on there in Tallahatchie County. All that's coming up here in Hour 2 of this, the show that's all about the South. This is y'all. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. The second hour of this, The Y'all Show, is upon us. I'm John, and we're glad that you could join us here. We've got Jerry Short, our Takapola storyteller. He'll be arriving in just a few minutes for his conversation about the South and all the good stuff that goes along with being a Southerner. That's coming up. You don't want to miss it. Our number, if you want to call, text, give us some feedback, we welcome it anytime, 803-816-1170. We start this hour off with a look back at the weekend and sports and we found out at daytona in just a handful of days come sunday it'll be the running of the daytona 500 the greatest one of them all and nascar's new season gets underway next weekend and mississippi's own ricky stenhouse jr is going to be on the pole as he won it sunday for that opening race next weekend putting jtg daltrey racing in the nascar spotlight for a week Stenhouse's third pole in the 257 Cup Series starts and first at Daytona International Speedway came on his second day in his new Chevrolet Camaro. And his first day behind the wheel came during practice on Saturday. How about that? So he's getting acclimated. He turned a lap at 
194.582 miles per hour to claim the pole. Just got past Alex Bowman for the top spot. Again, it's the Daytona 500 from Daytona, Florida. That's this Sunday. Got to be a great one. The Great American Race, I think it's what it's called. And it's going to be fun to have NASCAR back, especially if you like that sport. But congratulations to Olive Branch, Mississippi's Rick Rick Stenhouse Jr. on the pole for the Daytona 500 this coming Sunday. Now to the XFL. It was the reboot of the XFL, Vince McMahon and WWE's creation. And on Saturday, we had a couple of games. The Seattle Dragons took on the D.C. Defenders, and the home team, D.C., defeated Seattle 31-19. Also on Saturday, the Los Angeles Wildcats took on the Houston Roughnecks, and the home team there, Houston, defeated L.A. 37-17. Then on Sunday, it was the Tampa Bay Vipers taking on the New York Guardians there from, what is it, MetLife Stadium where the Giants and Jets play. And the Vipers fell to the homestanding Guardians 23-3. The only road team to win all weekend was on Sunday afternoon in the late game. The St. Louis Battlehawks took on the Dallas it was a Dallas Renegades. And they defeated Dallas 15-9 in really the best game of the weekend. As St. Louis has Jordan Tamu, former Mississippi quarterback, Nick Fitzgerald, the backup quarterback for St. Louis, the former Mississippi State Bulldog quarterback. So a couple of guys with Mississippi connections there leading the QB ranks of that XFL franchise. Of course, Dallas has the old coach of Oklahoma, Bob Stoops, leading that team. And unfortunately for Dallas there and Arlington at the old Rangers ballpark, they lost that one. 15 to 9. Now, what about the ratings of the new XFL? Not bad news. As ABC debuted that first game featuring Seattle and the DC Defenders, they had about 17,000 in attendance there at Audi Field. That's a soccer stadium there in the DC area. But as far as the ratings go on ABC, it got 3.3 million viewers. It got 4 million at its peak. And those are good numbers. Those are several more. 100,000, I guess 100,000, not even more than a million, more than what the Alliance of American Football pulled in a very impressive debut in 2019. And so all indications are this league might just have a pretty good footing. I mean, give them some credit. These numbers are pretty good. I thought that some of the stadiums were at least half full, and that's not a bad feat here as we're not even to the midway point of February. Pretty cold in some of these places. And remember, these are on great networks. ABC carried games, ESPN carried some games, even the Fox network carried some games. So they're on legitimate networks with some players who've been in the NFL, players you might recognize from the college ranks, like Cameron Artis Payne was one of the players I saw suiting up over the weekend, former Auburn running back. And it was really neat to see some of the rule changes the XFL has, including the way you can go for two, three, and and let's see, the single point after a touchdown. They don't have a simple kick after a touchdown, a PAT. you got to go for at least a one, two, or three-point play, and that makes it a little bit more exciting. So wish them well. It's always great to have football here in a month that you don't expect it, and that's what we have here in February thanks to the XFL, and this league will continue on as long as it doesn't pull a chapter from the Alliance and go broke. (laughs) 
not even midway through April, I think last year was when that league folded. But we wish them all the best. And if you like football, it's always good to see that sport being played. If you like college basketball, always good to see that sport played, especially as we get closer and closer to the month of March and March Madness. The number one team in the land, Baylor, outlasted Oklahoma State on Saturday, 78-70. to The coach of OSU, former Gamecock, Boynton, he got ejected in that one there in Waco. But a big win for Baylor. They remain the number one team in all of college basketball. Kansas went on the road to Fort Worth, and they were able to defeat TCU 60-46. to Louisville defeated the Virginia Cavaliers in Louisville 80-73. to Louisville in the top five in the land. What a crazy game there in Chapel Hill between rivals Duke and UNC. A miracle finish for Duke as they were able to tie the game up at the buzzer and then go into overtime and find a way to win that one in a miracle form. Duke gets the victory over UNC 98-96 in overtime. North Carolina sitting right now at 10-13 and overall. Maybe the worst season we've seen in Chapel Hill in a couple thousand years. Florida State got a win over their in-state foe, Miami, 99-81. FSU's in the top 10 of college basketball. In the SEC, Auburn defeated LSU in a very close game in overtime. They win by one, 91-90. Auburn right now is knocking on the top 10 door. Oklahoma got a win at home against number 13, West Virginia, 69-59. The Sooners win in Norman. Kentucky went on the road and defeated Tennessee 77-64. Big win there for the top 20 Kentucky Wildcats. And that's all your Southern teams that were in action over the weekend. I should say on Sunday, the Houston Cougars had a game and UH was able to defeat and easily defeat the Wichita State Shockers in Houston, winning 76-43. And that's your top 25 Southern teams in the sport of college basketball. When we come back, Jerry Short, the Takapola storyteller, is standing by. He's got something to say about Valentine's Day, and he's got something to say about Tallahatchie County, Mississippi's own Morgan Freeman, <laughs> and something about honeybees and bumblebees or something like that. All that will get discussed with Jerry when the Y'all Show rolls on. Bzzz. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. <sighs> For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. 
Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. It's the most wonderful time of the week here on the Y'all Show when we start off the week with our friend Jerry Short, the Takapola Storyteller. Welcome back to the show that is all about the South. Jerry, this is a big week as we wrap up here on Friday the week with a little thing called Valentine's Day. And I want to talk to you about I want to talk to you about Valentine's Day, but I'm gonna go ahead and give our listeners a little tease of what you and I are going to be talking about in the next segment after this one. And that mm-hmm. is the tease is Morgan Freeman and butterflies and bumblebees. Oh, I thought you were going to say birds and the bees. No, no, that does kind of all tie in, but we're going to talk about Morgan Freeman and butterflies and bumblebees, but we'll save that right. conversation. Let's first talk about what's going on here this week. On 14 February, it's Valentine's Day. And I know that's a national holiday for you, Jerry. Well, you know, I, I don't know the history of Valentine's, but I know it goes way back to the third century or so. And uh, I think it's a Catholic holiday started for St. Valentine or something. And from what I remember in history, um, I believe uh, one of the popes or one of the caesar or somebody would uh not take married uh soldiers because he didn't think they fought as good so um they had to hide out and uh, come sweethearts and sometimes get married and all that kind of stuff and and i think valentine's came on up to that's up at our time where you got to dig deep in your pockets right yeah and and of course everybody's glad to do that because I'm sure everybody's got a, a wife that they're proud of or a girlfriend or a young girlfriend or whatever. But uh, I've uh, been there, done that, and you have too, I'm sure. So um, what I would say would be that uh, I guess you think back about your childhood more probably, huh, than, uh, than you do about modern times because you only have one sweetheart now. And back then, sometimes you might have had two or three. But you could have been in my situation 
and not had any, but you know, it works all kind of ways. I don't know the girls in the town I moved to when I was about fourth grade. I don't remember ever getting a Valentine from them, but I went to a one room schoolhouse in another town, and that girl sent me Valentines till almost high school, and then you know we just kind of uh, parted ways, I guess, and. Later on in life, um, we kind of got back together at a, at, uh, I saw her at a basketball. She played basketball after schools consolidated. And we got together and I talked to her and she wanted my address and she sent me a Valentine's. So I'll go on record. I guess it, that's the first Valentine's I probably ever got. Uh, what about you? You remember your first one? Uh, I could take the safe route in here and just tell you I don't think I got one. <laughs> it was just because she lived in another town, I'm sure. If she would have known me as well as the ones in the town I was living in, the ones in the town I was living in, they wouldn't have given me a blank sheet of paper probably. But um, anyway, we kind of – she played basketball, and I'd go watch her for another consolidated school. And, I, and you know, we got we kind of got uh, a little bit across – go together and had a uh, track meet she'd come over and uh i was pole vaulting and uh, she heard my name so she came over and got me so doggone nervous i missed the shoot and went completely through it and into the sawdust pit and uh, <laughs> and embarrassed me so bad i didn't think i'd ever get another valentine's from her but i did and so we kind of kind of hung together till um uh, a sad thing happened um, later in life. Uh, I left and I was in South uh, Louisiana and uh, we were still in touch with each other and a little bit. And uh, I came back home and uh, some friends of mine said, it's no need in going over and seeing uh, Joan because she had gotten married in the four months you've been gone this summer. And I said, what? She married her basketball coach. So my thinking on Valentine's got kind of dim <laughs> during that period when that happened. Because, you know, that's uh, it broke my heart. And uh, I think the next Valentine's I got was down in South Louisiana. You know, they kind of took it really – seemed like they took Valentine's there's a lot of Catholics down there, and uh, I was dating a lot of Catholic girls. And I always thought it was me, but it was because I'd bought a car from Elvis Presley. And the car was getting the girls. It wasn't me. But uh, they bought me some cologne for Valentine's and a card. About three girls went together. You remember a cologne called Canoe? It's so old. You no, probably don't I remember. don't recall that one. Well, it had British flags around it, I think, and it was pretty popular cologne then. So they got me a bottle of canoe, and and that was, and I didn't get them anything, so it humiliated me. I wasn't even thinking about Valentine's, but you know, as you progress along, you think more about those things, and of course, when uh, you get engaged and and you're dating pretty heavy, it's candy and sometimes jewelry. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, just whatever you can come up with, it's gets a lot better than that little Valentine card. Did you get 
I need to ask you some questions too because Valentine encompasses a lot of things. Did you uh, get those little old hearts, candy hearts that said, I like you or I love some of them might say I love you, which I probably never got any of them. Or they would say you're a friend or you're so and so. Did yeah, you get those? Yes, those existed in my very, very ancient youth. Yes. I was going to say now, as the difference in our ages, I thought that those might have been gone by well, they, your time. They actually were gone. I think last year, the company that made those things went out of business or sold, and there was a yeah. real uh, shortage of those last year. I don't know if that's been improved this year. Oh, I'll be a song uh, you know, bringing that up, it bring you know that was that was the big highlight for us young kids though, to get those, and then you'd read them, and it was kind of like a fortune cookie. You know, if you get a good fortune cookie, and you happen to have a date, and you read that fortune cookie, sometimes you drop it on the floor, and sometimes you you put it in your billfold and keep it if it's good. But that's kind of how those hearts just kind of seemed to me. And I had uh, I'm not going to bore you to death with. Uh, little instances like that but i had one i used to have a thing and y'all probably didn't have FFFFFA, future farmers of america and uh fha no FFA. oh yeah oh yeah F- yes did you have both fha and fafa there was an but ffa any- the fha i'm not familiar with it in my community but i i have heard of it yes okay so what we did Every year, the Mid-South Fair in Memphis would have, uh, like, Mississippi and Missouri Day. It would be the Boot Hill of Missouri. They're just as close as North Mississippi. So, of the school, if you were in the FHA or FFA, we would go and be chaperoned, and then they'd turn us loose. So, we went. We were in Memphis at the Mid-South Fair, and it was Missouri and Mississippi Day. And then they had Tennessee, West Tennessee, and they had Arkansas Day, too, you know. But this was uh, that day I'm talking about. So they turned us kind of loose. Our chaperones did. And me and my friends, we were running around. And John, of all things, do you, do you Gypsy Rose Lee, does that ring a bell? Um, Don't recall was, hearing about Gypsy you've Rose. You've never heard of Gypsy Rose Lee? Nope. Natalie Woods played her life story in a movie one time called Gypsy, probably. She was a... Uh, um, Kind of an inner, let me entertain you. Are you familiar with that song? Never heard. Did she do? Never heard of it? Okay. I am getting old. So uh, anyway, Gypsy Rosalie and Natalie Woods did that with Gypsy Rosalie. Gypsy Rosalie actually played her mother. But she was a uh, burlesque queen back in the 40s and 50s, Gypsy Rosalie was. And this movie probably come out in the early 60s. But we got to Memphis, and they had one of those burlesque things under a tent that you had to be 18 years old to get in. So I um, slipped in under the tent with another friend of mine and uh, we watched, they had a lady that did the same thing. Now, you know, they didn't get, it wasn't real risque back in those days, but they would dance with a evening dress on and all that kind of stuff, you know, maybe go down to a swimsuit. Oh, that sounds pretty risque to me. Well, in those days, I guess 1963 is about when that was, I guess. Uh, that would probably been a little risque. But um, we went in that thing, and I'll never forget the, the lady that uh, was the burlesque queen of that uh, 
particular sideshow at the um, fairgrounds. She um, she did it to she danced to Alley Cat, and I know I've ever heard that. You ever heard of that song, Alley Cat? No, missed that one too. Gosh, dog, I must be about eighty. You're either but. too old, I'm too young, or. So we we have a failure to communicate here. <laughs> so anyway, you want me to keep going with the story? So anyway, I went on after I come out of there, and we went we went over, and I won the biggest teddy bear probably at the fair. You couldn't hardly carry it; needed a daggone traco to carry it. It was so big. So I ran into this girl from Missouri, and she was begging for it, and she was a little bit dance just say, kind of like me you know a little dance and um so i told her yeah i'll give you this thing and and so she was my date for the rest of the fair and i spread off a little bit we went out to the bus we went out but they had all the school buses parked in a certain area we went in that back door of the bus and we got on the back seat we had an i had a, one of our mass uh, one of our chaperones i always wore a blue dress but she came in the front door, and we were in the back seats back there, just kind of sparking a little bit. And boy, she hollered and got mad and just threw the biggest fit you ever saw. And the reason I'm going with all this stuff is we got out and ran, and I had that old big teddy bear, and I tore, it, I almost tore it, got it hung between two buses, and we finally got it out. And we went to the Tunnel of Love, and they had a mule at the end of the Tunnel of Love in Memphis then. It was at the fairgrounds. And that mule would kick just as you come out. So then we went and took our pictures. Well, I had when I loaded up on the bus to go that day, I was wearing a football jersey. And the superintendent of education thought we ought to present ourselves a little better. Can you believe things have changed that much? <laughs> so he told me. They was going to give me five minutes. I didn't live too far from the school to get home and get a shirt on. So I had to haul it to the house and get a shirt and to even go. So I had that jersey tucked away and I put it back on when we got up there. But we went in one of those uh, booths that takes pictures of you. And I'm, I'm hugging her with that teddy bear and doing all that good stuff. I mean, did you even know her name? Uh, yeah, I did at the time. All I know is she's from Bells, Missouri, or Bell City, Missouri. And, um, you know, and she did. If you're listening to us today in Bells or Bell City, Missouri, hello there. We've got a love <laughs> connection. Jerry's it's ready to get pretty, some sparks going again. It's got to be pretty close to the, got to be pretty close to the, up in the boot hill. See, it's on up in the boot hill because I've kind of looked for the sign. This way to Bale City a lot of times when I've gone up through there going to St. Louis or somewhere. But anyway, the uh, situation was that uh, we took that picture and, 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 and then we split our ways and she did send me, I gave her my address and she sent me a Valentine's card. That's all these Valentine's things I'm thinking about. So I guess that was my second Valentine's card and uh, I got it. And uh, I didn't send anything back because I was sparking that girl from another town that married her basketball coach. So you can imagine. So I, here I was. I was being real straight, and I didn't even send her back a Valentine's card. 
So that broke our deal up. But uh, they somebody stole one of those pictures of me clowning around with, uh, and I didn't smoke. I had somebody's cigarette in my hand, and I had her wrapped up. And they was almost in the annual, and the superintendent caught it and jerked it out before it got in there, which I guess to this day and time I should be glad. But, you know, that's just some of the things that you'll think about on Valentine's. Now, I've got to get real serious now that I'm married and uh, again, and uh, I've got to get real serious and, and start thinking about, uh, I believe it's Friday the 14th. Valentine's Day has been the 14th since, uh, golly, what, about seven, 1700 or something? I think maybe when the Christians started using the St. Valentine, the patron saint of uh, love and affection. And uh, so uh, we've been we've been involved in Valentine's a long time, John. And, and I guess it's got its good points and got its bad. And I try to share with you just a few of uh, my semi-good and semi-bad ones, I guess. And uh, but that's that's kind of some of my memories. Now I could go on, but you wouldn't want to listen to some of them. So if uh, we talk about much more Valentine's. I'm gonna to have to drop another story in, and we'll just kind of, kind of pretend that uh, Taco Polo don't have any Valentine's. Yeah. This year. Well, we'll let you, you know? think about that, and maybe an abbreviated version of whatever you. I know you want to tell us. You wouldn't have brought it up if you don't want to get it oh, off your chest. Man. While you're thinking about that, let me tell everybody about Bell City, Missouri. Population of Bell City these days right around 500. That's Good. in Stoddard County. That is just to the north west of Sykeston, Missouri. Not, oh all, not all that far from Cape Girardeau, but yeah, it's northwest of Sykeston, Missouri. And then, like you said, the early 1960s, kids from that town there in the Missouri Boot Hill went all the way to Memphis to attend the Mid-South Fair because that was, yeah, a, was a, a place yeah. that drew people from multiple states. You right, That's brought up a pretty good... You know, I've never looked that far up because... You know, I've always felt like it would have been closer down around uh, Lambert's Cafe or somewhere, around Sykeston or something. Did you say Sykeston or Cape Girardeau? It's northwest of Sykeston. It's a little bit okay. further inland than the Mississippi okay. River. So it's actually, like I said, yeah. it's in a county called Stoddard County in so Missouri. So it, yeah, it would be, yeah, it would be uh, east. I mean, it would be west of Interstate 55. Right. It's. I guess it's not far okay. from, what is that, West Plains, Missouri? Right. Yeah, West Plains. Gosh, I was in West Plains not too awful long ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Should only person besides your love connection from that town there, Bell City, Missouri, is a guy named Dave Barham. And he was an American entrepreneur who founded the fast food chain. And I've never heard of this. Maybe you can help me. Hot dog on a stick, and yeah, he, and he's credited with the uh, he originated the corn dog supposedly. Dave Barham, yes, uh, golly, yeah, and he's from Bell City. He's from Bell City, Missouri, and evidently this hot dog on a stick must be or was. I'm not sure if it's still going or not. It it was out west primarily. It looks like. Well, if they're listening to you in Bell City, in city uh, today, mm-hmm. uh, I want to wish her. Uh, Happy Valentine's, mm-hmm. and uh, tell her that I remember all the way back, almost sixty years ago, 
<laughs> a long time ago how much fun we had that day and it was really unusual to me for me to uh uh have a girl uh be around a girl like that during those those times because locally they were few and far between for me so and hot <laughs> dog on a stick is still going with about 80 franchises oh, yeah. mostly out yeah. started in santa monica but they in oak they in kansas in places, oh, are they? i think okay i think i've had one in kansas and and maybe the tulsa oklahoma i've had one i think hmm. and uh uh yeah i've had them because and they put mustard on them. Yeah. and uh well, yeah there's our bell city missouri tribute here all because of a young lady you gave a big old stuffed animal to or well, oh it was a big teddy bear teddy bear yes way back biggest one i ever won and biggest one a few years back we could say jerry what's the other valentine story i know you want to tell us real quick well no really the only other one i was thinking about was those three girls that gave me that uh gave me that stuff and then i would drive them around a lot and i had uh they, i would leave them at a club those young girls down in south louis this was in south louisiana and, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they were all, uh, Catholics and they didn't mind drinking. They weren't from the so-called tightest part of the Bible belt, like I was from where you didn't know one drank or did anything legally. And I didn't drink at all. So that was one of my non-vices that I had <laughs> and, uh, one of just one of, but, uh, anyway, um, after she did that, um, I took them back out another night, the next night after Valentine's night. And, uh, you know, I hate to even tell this, but I ended up marrying, I married the lady and she's the mother of my children. But, uh, Oh, uh, see, love can come out of these things. I know. And that's kind of, that's kind of what brought that on of all things. And what happened the next night I dropped them off at the club and she was dating a boy at the club from LSU. And this was in South Louisiana. And as they said goodbye, they was getting a kiss at the uh, front of my vehicle, and the other girls had already loaded up. So uh, I carried her home late. I'd already went out and bought a card for her. And the Valentine, it wasn't a Valentine card. I guess they'd picked those up. But I wrote on there that I was sorry that I didn't give her a Valentine. And I wished I had and all that kind of stuff and thanked them for the canoe cologne and i took her home last out of the five girls and uh intentionally yeah intentionally because when i saw that lsu boy and her getting their good night kiss in the front of my car and i i don't know it was just something that hit me i said i'm gonna start dating this woman and this girl she was 18 oh she's and she was a high school senior because they, uh, she was a year younger than me. And, uh, but anyway, uh, I gave her that and, and then I said, it's all right if I call you and I did. So, you uh, know, that story didn't get very heated until, uh, years when we had children. And one of these days when we got time to talk about all that stuff that went on pertaining to what that night led to. Oh, uh, we'll talk about that someday. Oh but that's my a, goodness! That's a story within a story within a within a novel. Sparks that's on the Bayou. Wow, that's right. Sparks on Bayou Lafouche. You know, <laughs> Jerry. Time, happy that, Valentine's somebody, Day to you. Somebody happy. met him. Is Waterloo there besides me? Ah, uh, okay. The town's named after 
a guy that met his Waterloo. Oh, wow. And, uh, well, we'll, so we'll anyway. have to get that info from you later. We're talking with our Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, here on today's Y'all Show. Valentine's Day is fast approaching, and we're going to wish everybody an early Valentine's Day. We've got more to talk about with our Takapola storyteller. When we come back, we're going to switch over from talking about love to talking about the great Morgan Freeman, and he's in the news for having bumblebees on his Mississippi farm. And that's just a couple of hollers away from where Jerry is. And we want to ask yeah, Jerry about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I want to know about your famous neighbor there, Morgan Freeman. All that's coming up as we wrap up today's Y'all Show. Stay with us. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Final segment on this Monday, y'all talk with a Southern accent with our friend Jerry Short joining me, John Rawl, here on the final segment. And Jerry, I was flipping through the newspaper the other day and I saw where your neighbor from Charleston, Mississippi, Morgan Freeman, he was in the news and everybody was praising Morgan Freeman because he's converting some, if not all, of his farm there in Tallahatchie County, Mississippi, where he lives primarily when he's not filming movies. 
Morgan Freeman has some kind of bumblebee project going on there at his farm. And I thought of you and I heard this because, first of all, I can't imagine why Morgan Freeman will want to have a bunch of bees there. There's got to be an ulterior motive here. And Jerry, what is that? Well, you know, I don't want to call a spade a spade on an ulterior motive, but um, there's a project that the federal government has going on now. You know, we're having a problem with pollination, and uh, I've applied for this uh, program myself, so it's a bee and a butterfly situation. They're looking for a bee and a butterfly habitat. They need pollinators to... Put it on their land. Yeah. But they pay you. Now, I don't know if uh, Morgan Freeman is, you know, you can volunteer and do it, but I don't know why he would. Now, I know it's farm well. I saw him and Clint Eastwood riding a horse out there that they used in the movie that Clint Eastwood and, and uh, uh, Morgan Freeman did together. Clint gave him that horse. And uh, the land is flat land. It's on the bluff. It's on the, uh, have you ever heard Choctaw Ridge? I'm up on Choctaw yeah, Ridge. Yeah. Old the village up. Uh, his house faces Choctaw Ridge, but it's in the flat delta land side, side of the Highway 35 between Charleston and Batesville, Mississippi. And he bought that from, his, his family lived on the place. And he bought that land about uh, 20 years ago from the lady after her husband died. He was an insurance agent salesman. He bought that land, and the land is really good, productive land. So, you know, it says, from what I know about when I tried to sign up for for this Butterfly Bee program, because the government paid, um, you know, I know of, of, of someone that got to say, let's say, $150,000 or so, you know, for small acreage. You know, I'm doing a little figure. I did some figuring on it, and it was – it was about thirty thousand a year, but they don't pay. They pay more up front the first year, then they pay it out over five years. Mm-hmm. But you only plant it the first year or put up beehives. Now they want you to have a uh, um, uh, a beekeeper in your area if you do. Uh, and I don't know if it's a beekeeper here in this area around Morgan's uh, ranch or not. But I know all his land is good, productive. He's got a he's got a good many horses, or he did have last time I rode by his place. But he's built a big tall fence and put ivy over it where you can't hardly see his house and see in his place now. So I don't know what's down the road, and he's got a locked gate, obviously. But uh, and it's not that far off of the road, but it's you could see it, but you can't now. But this this program that they've come up with uh, that the government's paying for, you know, it's to produce clean uh, uh, food for the uh, pollinating bees and and monarch, it's monarch butterflies that do the pollinating and the honeybees. And it's money that they're doing for that because we've been losing a lot of those species over the last 20, 30 years. I, I think I've read somewhere there's about 40% of them gone and projected to be down to 20 percent of uh these pollinating uh and you've got to have that pollination so the government's got a a good good program it's it's good 
However, it needs to be spread equally. And what I know about it, you cannot get signed up and get in it unless you knew somebody. And it appears that the biggest farmers are in it. I know some that have taken um, other crops out of production and put this butterfly, uh, monarch butterfly, in that production. I know hunters that have had places that they've cleared in the woods and planted ryegrass to attract deer, that now they've put this product there, and they're getting paid, I'd say $3,000 a year. I'm just pulling that pretty close. You know, they ain't never told me. I've had them go out on my land and check it, the government uh, project that they have. Mm -hmm. They've gone by, and I've tried to sign up, and they say, well, look, but then they'll say, you know, you got to get in line. We only have so much money appropriated each year. But the money that they appropriate each year goes to someone that's a big farmer that don't need it. He actually takes something out of cultivation that uh, should st still be in it. This one was a pumpkin farm. You know, I don't know if we need a pumpkin farm. But he had pumpkins on it until he put this monarch, uh, monarch uh, butterfly uh, project on it. And it looked like to me about just passing down the road, about a 20-acre block. I'm saying the government's probably going to pay him a couple hundred thousand dollars for five years. And he wouldn't make that off of pumpkins. And uh, I know a soybean feel the same way. And, uh, you know, if I'd like for everybody that could get in this project, besides people that aren't in it, it's a five-year deal that you have to enroll for, and I think the you've got to maintain the area as you plant it that first year. Now, the seed is, you know, the government tells you they'll give you the seed depending on how many acres you put in this production. Yeah. But however they will pay 25 50 75% depending on how many acres you put in the production. So... They go out and check it, and they probably don't check it, but the first time. And you you plant the seed. Now, they say they furnish the seed, but I understand from some people that have done it, it had to pay, and the seed was a, to them, they thought it was a pretty good expense the first time. All you do is break the ground and plant the seed, just like you were planting ryegrass or like you were seeding your, your yard on your new house you're building, John. It was something like that. But uh, when, once that's done, it takes care of itself. And, and it grows. And, and you know, if you if you get in this management plan and what all you you're nothing but you're an agent for the government to grow food source for endangered species that aren't declared endangered yet. But they've got to pollinate, and they do pollinate. And unless, unless you're a beekeeper and keep them in a beehive, these monarch butterflies are going to – they're going to migrate. First time I ever ran into monarch butterflies was out in the Rocky Mountains in Salida, Colorado. And, I mean, they made a living off of that 40 years ago selling uh, monarch butterfly souvenirs uh, made out of metal. It looked like a monarch butterfly. Right. It got a place even called it Monarch Pass. 
it goes over uh it goes over the uh rockies there so and i don't and that was the, their flyway kind of like you know we have a a duck flyway through here down the mississippi river and that was kind of that way from monarch butterfly i didn't even realize they were over this way but they're spending money and on this beekeeping thing you know once that's done and you've got a you've got a beekeeper i'm sure you could get a beekeeper to maintain the hives for the honey because it would be good money in honey and the government don't they don't keep you from keeping anything that is there. Now, you can't plant, from what I understand, you can't plant any other crop from, say, May to end of September. Well, that would be our crop growing period here. It started in two states. The best I remember when I tried to sign up. It started in two states. It spread to about six states. I think it's about 14 states now. And if you're interested in, uh, if, if, if you're in Tennessee or Missouri or Indiana or wherever you are now, if you're interested in, uh, signing up, I would contact, have a call number, 800 number. And it's, um, 800 dash four zero seven dash five three three seven. And I would ask about getting my farm acreage that you could spare signed up for that program because uh i can't see an acre of land growing more than three or four thousand dollars a year of crop yeah uh in but most places something you know. tells me though most of these people in the program don't want a lot of people in the program because if no, they don't got a part of it then the program would probably go away including one morgan freeman right and it's it's they're keeping it kind of top secret you you kind of have to slip in the back door. I know one man that lives in a county not far from here that he had some of his small acreage in, and then he got friends, and he started working their projects for them, and he got them in a couple of years ago, and but he got them in at a cut of the money that they got from the government. Mm. So that was kind of his job on the side to get other people and get them, because no one knew about this program. Yeah. And it, they didn't. They didn't advertise that on television. They didn't advertise it on the radio. You had to go in the government office and be signing up. You know, it's a lot of projects. I bet there's twenty projects you can pick up from building you a pond to putting you a fence down. There's even one project that I know. I know a couple of guys that they. If you've got two goats, now follow me on this. <laughs> you've got two goats. They will build you a cyclone fence around your property. I know one guy that got 40 acres fence. God. And they come back and fertilize it. They'll also dig a pond so that goat will have plenty to drink. And they'll lay a concrete slab so that goat won't have to lay out on the ground. you got to be kidding me. We do more for two goats than we do for most of our citizens here in this country. Jerry, this has got me worked up right where we ought to be in love because it's Valentine's week. Right, I know it. And Morgan Freeman just might be taking advantage of some of these programs. We'll just have to find out later. Jerry, thank you very much for coming on and letting us know about all this fun stuff. Well, you know, I hope I presented it uh, properly, but I presented it to the knowledge that I have from so far being turned down. I think I'm 
on a waiting list it might be 10 years long let's just say if you did not do a good job here with your presentation especially on the bumblebees and morgan freeman god will come get you and i'm not no, talking I'm about to... the one upstairs i'm talking about that's right mr freeman oh that's true he's double isn't he yeah and uh no i think i'll just go to bell city next time <laughs> bell no, city. Joe, get missouri me out, get me Yes, sir. <laughs> Jerry Short, everybody. Thank you, sir. Have a great Valentine's. You too, man. Enjoy right. it, John. Yeah. Well, that will wrap up our Y'all Show today. We'll be right back here on Tuesday with more of the show that's all about the South. Can't wait to have it for you. Until that time, have a great rest of y'all's day. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <laughs> Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed.